Hi, welcome to Gabby and Gilmore. I'm Jackie. And I'm Catherine. We're sisters, moms, and in our humble opinion, Gilmore Girls experts. So grab a copy of Catcher in the Rye and jump on your motorcycle. Hey, everyone. A quick note before we start. If you love the podcast and you've been listening for a little while, would you all take a moment while you're listening and leave us a review on Apple? It really does help more Gilmore Girls super fans like you to find the podcast, and we truly appreciate it. All right, so today's topic is Mm. such a fun one. We're talking about bad boys. (laughs) Do you want me to sing? Not yet. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? (laughs) What you gonna do? Love it. Um, Yeah, so like bad boys, not just on Gilmore Girls, but Mm. we're gonna get into bad boys on other teen shows in the 90s and early 2000s. Because you guys all know Catherine has expertise. (laughs) I do. (laughs) In 90s and 2000s. What would you call them? Like Teen drama shows, yeah. I yeah. didn't even realize how much expert I, expertise I had until creating right. this, because a lot of it was just like circling around in my head. Yeah. And meanwhile, you were like, "I don't know. I yeah. haven't seen all these all these shows." I feel like I have to watch them all. But yeah, so it's almost like I get to be kind of the listener today. So I'm going to be learning yeah. a little bit from you. Yeah, and I have like I have two really close friends who like we text each other about you know, teen dramas and just like needing something cheesy to watch. Um, so shout out to them. So let's talk about a few of the bad boys we're going to talk about today. Mm. Um, I mean, when you think about bad boys on Gilmore Girls, who do you think of? I know. Absolutely. Jess comes to mind. We've talked about him in a number of ways with, you know, the great hair, the leather jacket, (laughs) a little bit of smoking, you know, Uh he was definitely presented that way. But I mean, honestly, like Logan was kind of presented as a bad boy in the yeah. beginning. Yes. And he has some of those common characteristics. He does. That, that we'll dig into. Yeah. And then there was Tristan, too. Yeah. I like the original. He would get us riled up. I feel like that's why he's like a bad oh boy. God. Right. He brought up a lot of feelings in us. <laughs> he brings up a lot of feelings in me and... It's funny, Jack, because when I was first kind of sketching and, you know, like some notes for today, I thought we were going to include Tristan. And the more I get into it and I was thinking about other bad boys, I was like, I don't know if he's a true bad boy or not. Yeah, I'm still a little conflicted about it, but let's run through some of those common traits and then we can see like, okay, does does Tristan fit in with us? Okay. All right. So here's a few, here's a few of my favorite bad boys <laughs> after Jess Mariano. I would say my number one favorite is Jordan Catalano. Yeah. My oh, Jordan. Yeah. It's just like the boy you know is so bad for you. And why after all these years do I still think he's so hot? I was just going to say, I'm like, he was so hot. But like I see Jared Leto yeah. doing his Jared Leto current day thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that was great. Yeah. But Jordan Catalano, right? dude, that's where it is for me. And I've definitely gone to 30 Seconds to Mars concerts. You have. <laughs> I've seen him in action. You have. And met him once. You have. But, um, he but was his not Jordan Catalano. To- <laughs> yeah, his vibe is just very different now. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, he's a rock star. He's. Yeah. I know he's our age. I don't he's got, like, know. But the way the longer <laughs> hair, yeah, right. He's our age. The longer so. hair, yeah. But the way that he was presented on my so-called life was absolutely perfect, spot on. Mm-hmm. It's like yes, this is the guy that you would have a crush on. Yeah. All right. My second favorite is Ben Covington from Felicity, yeah. Be- mostly because Felicity is one of probably like my top three, one of my top three favorite shows. Yeah. Okay. In the company of Gilmore Girls. And so yes. I know it really well. I know Ben Covington very yeah. well. See, I don't know if, if I remember him being like a bad boy. Yeah. He doesn't have the same vibe as like Jess yeah. per se. He's not brought on to be a bad boy. But mm. I think... When we go into some of the common traits, yeah. he's, he has pretty much all of them. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, another one, another one is Dylan McKay from 90210. <laughs> now, I have to say, Jack, like, I have never done Dylan. a 90 rewatch, and I didn't yeah. even see all of the 90210 episodes okay. growing up because like first of all I think it was a little inappropriate when it first came on for me right. for my age you and were then, young like, when you're a teenager we had a lot of 
after school activities and studying to right. do at night. Wasn't always True. watching TV. But did you see most I, of that? Yeah, the first I did. Time around? I did. did, and then we watched it. That was like still a big event in college to sit down and watch because it was like okay. nine oh two one oh and then party of five were on yeah. in a row. I want to say Wednesday nights. Ooh. So that was a big night. By the time I got to college, just a few years later, Dawson's Creek was the big thing. And yeah, and then we added that in. Yeah. Yes, was that and all my friends were watching it, and I was very anti Dawson when I got to college. But they were all watching it together, so I was like, okay, you know, I'm okay. looking out. I'm looking for friends. I'm just gonna join <laughs> right. them and see what happens, <laughs> and then ended up liking it. So, kind of on that note, um, Pacey Witter. He's kind of on the fringes of being a bad boy. Yeah. He's not like super dangerous. He's not right. framed as the bad boy. But I think when you look at him in relation to Dawson, Leary, who's a definite good boy. Right. I think it's like that contrast that makes him just a little bit bad. Yeah. So I'm kind of including him in here um, for those he, reasons. He kind of reminds yeah. me of a Ben Covington. Yeah. If I'm yeah. remembering everything. Yes. Although Pacey, Pacey has the words down because their dialogue in <laughs> Dawson's Creek is so much more similar to Gilmore. Yes, it is. Whereas in Felicity, they have these long pauses and Ben right. does not say a lot. That's right. Hey. Okay. Right. Hey. I talk to she you was for the a non-communicative second? one. That's our joke. Like, that's the line they use the most. Can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> Okay, anyway. And then Nathan Scott from One Tree Hill. Okay. Now he's kind of, he turns into like this beloved great dad and like great mm. husband and, oh, wow. you know, by the, the second half of the show. But I would argue in season one, he kind of starts out as a bad boy. Okay. Um, again, because he's pitted in, in contrast to um, Lucas Scott, okay. who's his half-brother oh okay so that's um, interesting that there's always like a contrast exactly They're and that's one of my traits yeah, exactly uh, okay, okay. yes that's one of the things I think that makes a bad boy in a teen drama mm. is having a good boy that they're contrasted mm. against okay if that makes sense and then another one that was kind of throwing around is Griffin on Party of Five. Oh, yeah. Oh, Remember Griffin? Back to my era. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I was obsessed <laughs> with that One of the show. London brothers. Which London brother? Yeah. J- Jeremy Ugh. or Jason? I know. I, I want to say up. Jason, but no. Jeremy. I think Jeremy. Jeremy. And then there's like a couple runners up, like pe- maybe a few honorable mentions that mm. we don't watch as much or mm. we don't have as much knowledge of. I was thinking about Everwood. Amy was one of the main characters, and she dated okay. this guy Tommy for a little while. Um, not a he was not a big character, but um, neither of us watched Buffy. I know, and I know there was a bad boy on that show. Okay, sorry to the Buffy fans out there. I, know. I feel like we should we should watch that. We should watch that. That would be fun. Yeah, tell us if you're a Buffy fan. Yeah, and like honorable mention to Chuck Bass oh, from Gossip, Gossip Girl. Girl. Oh, I did love him. You did. I did watch that. Yeah. I watched a little. I wa- Yeah. I think I watched all of it. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. yeah. No, he's he was like, a good character. He's like a bad boy. But I feel like he's more than a bad boy because he's kind of, he's almost more mm. like a man when they yes. presented those teens, yes. right? Because they're like these rich, yes. wealthy Manhattan teens yep. who are much more like young adults. I'd almost love to teenagers. compare him to Logan and see Ooh, how they stack up yeah. against each other. I'd have to Ooh. do a rewatch. But. Ooh, that would be a good one. And then I threw in, too, because recently I watched The Summer I Turned Pretty um, with Julia. And so there had in there we had the bad boy um, Conrad, who they called Connie. Mm. In contrast, they loved nicknames on that show. So the girl's name Mm. was Bella or Isabella. And they called her Belly. And it just annoyed us to no end. And then Bella's already a nickname for Isabella. But Belly. It was hard. Belly and Connie. (laughs) Connie. And then Jeremiah was Gem? the <laughs> Jer. No, or Jer. Was okay. the good guy. Um, and okay. yeah. So Conrad very similar to like mm-hmm. all the guys you've mentioned where he mm-hmm. he can't communicate, yeah. he can't express his feelings, he's yeah. very moody. Yeah. And um ultimately like yeah, yeah, can't find a way to be in a relationship with people. Okay. Well, that's a good that's a good segue. Let's mm. talk about the qualities that they all share okay. for the most part. 
number one is yeah. just yeah being uncommunicative having yeah. a hard time expressing their emotions mm. this was big for ben covington he he was not in touch with his feelings um this was big for jess yeah i think jess was a little more in touch with his feelings but had a hard time understanding like where all of his anger was coming from right i know i feel like jess had just had no practice with being in relationships and understanding how to communicate yeah. with people. Right. So. Right. And Jordan was like the king of just <laughs> grunts. You know? Like literally. He barely ever spoke uh-huh. to Angela. Uh-huh. And so the funny thing is that that uncommunicative nature is like half of what made them appealing yeah. to the girls. And, and we'll get into, so like after we go over the qualities, mm. We're going to talk about these bad boys in relation to the girls. To the girls. In the series. Okay. Um, all right. So that's a big, that's a big trait. Yeah. Having a hard time expressing emotions. <laughs> Number two <laughs> is just being good looking. It's just. You're hot. I mean. It's true. Pretty much all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good looking. They're, I think they're typecast in that role. Yeah. I feel know? like they often like, have like pouty lips. Yeah. Don't they? Like thicker. Yeah. And even like Conrad, who I just brought up, like mm. even current. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Dylan McKay. Dylan had thin lips. Yeah, I think he did. And I, th- I, uh, I don't but remember anyway. Pacey's mouth. Okay. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> but just pr- pretty good looking. Yeah. All of them, most of them, have troubled pasts mm. and not a stable home life. One really key uniting characteristic that i found Mm -hmm. was having an awful dad oh like that's interesting nathan scott's father was terrible played by paul johansson you'd know him from stuff okay um he was awful like he he was more of a conniving kind of a dad then jess had an absent dad yeah jordan says stuff about having like oh my old man you know not so great it's a very small reference so you don't really know Pacey has a father on the show who's very present and undercuts him at all times and is like oh that's right he's like verbally abusive that's right yeah and Almost always like tells a- him he's awful yeah okay and then Ben's dad of course is played by John Ritter who's an alcoholic I forgot and he, that. yeah he has oh an amazing stretch he did on that show he's not in the whole thing but mostly the later seasons, he has a really interesting role. Oh. And of course, John Ritter did an amazing acting yeah, job. Yeah, loved him. Um, but it, okay. it really shapes who Ben is and his like inability to get close to people. That's and then, so fascinating that that was on the fathers at the time. Because when we talked about yeah. Jess in one of our episodes, we were talking about him in relation to his mother. We were. And how single mothers are looked at when they have kids who are acting out. And we really yeah. focus on that piece. But so this is interesting that in the 90s and 2000s, they were focusing more on the fathers. It is. And a bunch of those fathers were really integrated into the storylines. And I mean, Dylan McKay, too, was like very impacted by his father. Do you remember? Do you remember some of those storylines? No. His name was Jack. I'm and not I think he was. It. I can't remember if he was an alcoholic. He was involved with like a like a drug dealing at one point. Really? There was a car blow up. It turned <gasps> oh. out that the dad staged his own death. Oh, my gosh. That's right. That was, was dramatic. Lo- yeah. There was a lot with the dad. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. And so this Ooh, was getting chills. One of yeah. the car blow. <laughs> I know. Oh I God. watched I'm it like, the <gasps> other day. I yeah. just I just watched a like a collection of clips about yeah. Dylan McKay the other day. I was like, oh yeah. But that was a big one. Wow. And these really shaped who he was. So we're kind yeah. of like, yeah, like led to believe that the dads right. are a major impact in kind of the darkness of yeah, these bad I boys. Mean, it makes sense that, you know, that boys would look at their fathers for how to act. Mm-hmm. And how to grow up and how to, you know, behave yeah. in the world. So yeah. it does make sense. It does. That if they have role models who aren't teaching them how to be in relationships, how to communicate, yeah. they're undercutting them. Right. They're involved in shady things. Right. Like, it does make sense. It does. And I think it's a, an attempt on the writer's behalf, which I give them credit for, to say that boys and like kids in general yeah. aren't just bad kids yeah you know like something has happened in your life whether it's trauma or a difficult family situation 
much of the time to get you there right to like bad behaviors I feel like that was a huge shift in the 90s yeah to stop identifying kids as bad kids Mm -hmm. and I actually like remember being part of that shift Um, just like working with kids at daycares or you know um, rec programs in the summer and working with the adults who some of them were still holding on to that and I remember feeling like that can't be true. Like right? this seven-year-old cannot be a bad kid. Exactly. Like there just has to be more to the story. Exactly. <laughs> and now we have more no- more knowledge too. Yeah. There might be like an undiagnosed issue right. under there, right? That's, we've, you know, we've come a long way. Some- yeah, we have. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so on that note, the school thing, it's interesting you bring that up because most of these bad boys are smart, but don't do well in school. Okay. So we know this about Jess, right? Yeah. Jess Mariano is yeah. brilliant. We're right. led to believe. He's too good for school. He's too smart for school. Too smart for school. <laughs> he reads all the time, but he can't bother to show up for class right. and so or his tests. And so mm-hmm. he's failing out of school. Yeah. And then Jordan, you know, we find out when Angela starts getting close to him, mm. we find out he never quite learned how to read and he's dyslexic. I forgot about that. Oh, it's a big storyline. <laughs> I feel like I should be, yeah. It's like another <laughs> spoiler warning here. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of what brings them closer. Uh, ben mm. Covington on Felicity definitely needed an athletic scholarship to get into college. And okay. he's not really thought of as a brainy guy, okay. especially in contrast to Noel. Mm. Noel Crane, who's the good boy on the right. show. Good boy, smart. And then Nathan Scott on One Tree Hill needed Haley to tutor him. Fascinating. he wasn't doing really well. And needed to stay on the basketball team because that was his main goal. Okay. Um, so definitely a common yeah. thread. So it's kind of like they have these shortcomings to make us feel sympathy for them somehow. So they're not all bad. Right. We're seeing more humanity to them. Right. And it's some kind of flaw. Definitely. That and appeals to us. And I think there's us. this idea that if they were good in school... And tried really hard at all of their classes mm. that then they wouldn't be this mysterious bad boy that we desire. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> Am I wrong? Stay in school, kids. Yeah, stay in school. <laughs> right? Flunking out on purpose isn't sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and then another really common trait is just having dangerous behaviors mm. that they engage in. And I feel like a lot of these at the time in the 90s and the 2000s, if you were in a network, you could only show so much stuff, right? So many dangerous behaviors. Right. But stuff like skipping school and yeah. which Jess does. Smoking, yeah. right? We see him do that too. Yeah, but it's hilarious that Jess skipped school to work. <laughs> it's not like he's just like hanging out. <laughs> That's true. Well, he wanted money for a car. Right. I mean, for independence. He's like, like trying to make money. I know. Yeah. It is funny. That's true. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> like, Jordan rarely went to school. Yeah. Was always smoking under the bleachers. Smoking's a big one. Even though everyone smoked in the 90s, it's like, oh, <laughs> they're smoking. Okay. And that's like when Just Mariano gets to town, that's one of the first things yeah. we see him do. Yeah. And then did you notice how quickly they phase out yes. the smoking once Rory comes along? Yep. She says like one thing to him. Yeah. And then he when just they meet never up. smokes again. And it's like, oh, okay. All I'm right. done. Done smoking. He's fixed. Yeah. yeah. I got a girl. All it takes is a Stop good girl. Smoking. To fix him. <laughs> and then, yeah, a little bit of drinking. Getting in fights mm. is a big one. Yeah. Ben Covington gets in a bunch of. Does he? Like, oh, he punches people because <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with his anger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Same with Jess. Right. Like we see him after school kind of getting in fights with people. Yeah. You know what's funny about that one? Yeah. Dean is willing to fight. He is a fighter, I would say. Yeah. Um, even though he's not the bad boy. True. True. Um, he jumps in. Like, he's ready to go at it with Tristan at that dance. Yeah. And it's like, you believe that he would get into it. You know? I like, do. But you know what I think is for him? I think it's that he's athletic and tall and yeah. knows that he can... Like, like defend intimidate. his him, himself yeah. and intimidate. Mm-hmm. It's almost more like this confidence yeah. in his physical ability than like a desire to fight. Uh-huh. What do you think? Yeah, I would say that too. Like, for, um, I agree. And he was protecting Rory there. And, and you have to think like, did you get into a lot of fights? Like where you feel yeah. so confident in this, in your abilities? Right. Um, because one thing I thought about with Luke, they say something about like, I think Luke says, like, I've never gotten in a fight. But then, like, 
beats up Christopher that time, you know, just goes and punches him. And has decent skills. And yeah. We know it's like, that, like uh, Luke is a better fighter than Chris. Yeah. So I find that one hard to believe. <laughs> Agreed. So I feel like they're all over the place with fighting. Like Agreed. they don't know who fights and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Totally. But Ben, okay. I didn't remember that. Yeah. And then a little bit of vandalism <laughs> here and there. Breaking the rules. Yeah. Like, you know, Jess's vandalism was pretty tame. Yeah. Um, and Definitely. then just other, yeah, like dangerous stuff. Like motorcycles oh are sometimes God. a thread. Like Dylan McKay was big on his motorcycle. He was a surfer. I which know. I feel like. <laughs> now I'm like, the, wait. The was I'm Dylan actually a bad boy? <laughs> he rode a motorcycle and he surfed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Andy smoked and he looks like James Dean. Yeah. Whoa. He is bad. Like, what else did he do? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> like, I know. I feel like a lot of people might write in and be like, Dylan was I know. That, like a beautiful soul. He's not a bad boy. Yeah. Maybe people remember things that he did that was supposedly bad boy. But yeah. I'm like, and honestly, he just wasn't Brandon. Feel free to disagree with us, everybody. We want to. But he was, call. though. I mean, the show definitely yeah. used him oh, yeah. as the bad boy, like oh, against sure. the Brandon, you know, <sighs> and even Steve. Yeah. was a little oh, bit more right. of the good guy. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, when you look at the behaviors, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I know. That's true. And then I feel like all, mostly all of these boys seem more mature yeah. and older. Right. Than kids their age. Like, I mean, Dylan, Luke Perry Dylan was literally. <laughs> I was like, he was like 30. 15 years older than Playing everyone. a 16-year-old. Oh. So, like, he looked older and seemed Because Brian Austin Green was actually, like, the age yeah, he the was right portraying, age. wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was the only one. Yeah. So, they just, like, I mean, even, like, Jordan Catalano seemed so much more mature. Yeah. I think they said something about him being held back. Right. I don't know. But there's, like, they have this experience. And even Jess, I think part of it is that he's from New York City. Yeah. And so... He has this maturity and kind of knowledge of the world yeah. and walks around with this quiet confidence, like his ability to just tap a keg. Right. You know? He just knows things. He just knows things. <laughs> like he can find a museum. He can ride yeah. the subway. He can get around without help. Yeah. So after all that, those are all, all of our common characteristics okay. and bad boys. What do you think about Tristan? Is he a bad boy based on all of that? I mean, it's funny because like I'm like, Tristan got... Got kicked out of school. He did. He got involved with those, those other guys kids. who yeah. it seemed like initially he wasn't involved with them mm-hmm. and he was more into girls. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason decided to start making trouble. And then, yeah, ultimately got kicked out of school and had to go to military school, which back yeah. in our day, it was like, if you get kicked out of school, you're right. a bad kid. Right. And, um, yep. We know that with Rory, he gave her a hard time. But it seemed like with the other relationships, like Summer, he was more the one Mm. almost like sort of looking for their approval. Right. Versus the other way around. Exactly, Jackie. That's one of the things that steered me away from calling him a bad boy. Yeah. He was also so involved, like so attentive to Rory and giving her all this attention. Yeah. Whereas in all these other cases... The bad boy feels very unattainable. Yes. And like on this pedestal and kind of like at a different level than you. Yes. And the mysteri- the mysterious, the mystery. The, my- the mystique. And the aura yeah. and everything that like Tristan just doesn't have. And I wonder if part of that is him being wealthy and like showing up for school and kind of like doing the assignments and all mm. that stuff. You know what I mean? Because most of these guys we're talking about are not wealthy. So that's why it's interesting to have. I feel like Tristan and Logan are almost in Mm. this different. And if we talked about Chuck Bass, they're like in this different category of like the wealthy privileged bad boy, Mm. which maybe is a little different. Right. Because almost like they know they have expectations on them and they're sort of trying to get away Mm. from those, but ultimately are following the path set out. Yeah. But they're kind of just like giving their parents a hard time right now. Right. Because they can do that within the safe cocoon of their wealth and not have major consequences. consequences. Yeah. Because we even hear Paris says something about, um, that she and Tristan 
have a bad home life in common. Do you remember that? Oh. When she's, um, Rory is like, Paris, why do you really like Tristan? You know, and she's like, you don't know him like I do. I've known him since kindergarten. And we have like the rough family thing in common. I just watched oh. that episode the other day. I think it was Concert Interruptus hmm. when they go to the Bengals. And so it's almost like they were hinting mm. at all these things we've talked about today, like yeah. creating the bad boy through having a difficult home life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here's my theory that if Chad Michael Murray hadn't quit the show to yeah. go to Dawson's Creek and then One Tree Hill, mm-hmm. would, you know, they probably would have brought it full circle. Like he and Rory probably would have had an actual relationship. Yeah. They might not have brought Milo Ventimiglia on the show. Right. Right. I mean, what do you think? No, I think that's true. Um, because when he left, were they still sophomores? He definitely still had time at Chilton. I think so. Yeah. For them to do something with him. Yeah. Because he was coming in between Rory and Dean. And then they brought Jess on to come between Rory and Dean. Right. Right. So they were like serving the yeah. same purpose. They were. And he had the mouth. Yeah. You know, he could like come at Dean and yeah, kind of like we're talking about even with Pacey. Right. Um, had the words. The words. Chuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like right. talk and talk and talk. <laughs> right. I feel like the verbal thing kind of carries you in another category. It does. Because like you said, I think it is that unattainable piece. Yeah. That is more of the bad boy that you just feel like you can never get that guy. Right. And but yeah, like Tristan dated people, you know, he wanted relationships. He yeah. went after Rory. Yeah. He dated Paris. Like right. he was around. Yeah, he went to classes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, he like for like someone like Angela Chase going after Jordan Catalano, it felt like this fantasy that would never come true. Yeah. And then when it did, it was kind of like what you know? Yeah, she like a the rock star. <laughs> Tristan's not a rock star. <laughs> right. Okay. So now that we've kind of summed up what the bad boys are like, <laughs> the next question is why are they so appealing to the good girl? Mm. And like, what even makes a good girl, right? Like, yeah. is this a dream that all good girls have to, to be with a bad boy? Mm. It's just, it feels like a very common trope in the teen shows yeah. to have this matchup. Yeah. With Rory and Jess, you know, we hear a lot from Lorelai, who feels like she knows all about bad boys Mm -hmm. and is trying to impart her wisdom Mm -hmm. on Rory, but then sort of like resigns herself like it's time for a Jess. Yes. I was just thinking about that line. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like people, even mothers feel like this is a natural part of like adolescent girl development. Yes. Totally. Is it <laughs> right? Like, is it? And, and does if it so have to why? Be? Yeah, why? Why do we love to see that matchup? Yeah. So I was thinking about one thing of, I think there's this desire, or maybe like writers think that the audience is filled with kind of like normal girl next door girls, like you know, young women watching these shows. Yeah. Who are trying to like live out their desire to feel seen by the hot guy mm, you know sure. so um, the fantasy it is and i and mm-hmm. and like they always frame the good girl as someone who's not the like the prom queen she's not necessarily the most beautiful girl in school or the most popular and this knowledge that like he could have picked a pretty blonde but he picked yeah. me instead you know like felicity was very nerdy even though like carrie yeah. russell's gorgeous <laughs> um Felicity was nerdy and bookish and inexperienced with boys. Like Angela was this invisible soft again, yeah. Claire Danes, gorgeous. Yeah. But Rory, they gorgeous. Play, it's like the she's yeah. all that effect. Yep. You know, like, oh, there's a gorgeous girl under there. Yeah. Um, but she was like this invisible sophomore who never thought that a guy would look at her. And like Rory was bookish. You know, Joey on yeah. Dawson's Creek was a tomboy. Um, Haley James mm. on One Tree Hill, again, like gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, but that's like that a plays lot of into them are like, contrasted with popular beautiful girls. Ex- exactly. Like, like we've talked about where, you know, you're not supposed to be too much yeah. as a girl. We talked about sexuality and it's like, you know, you have to walk this fine line. And if you're too much now, you're the bad girl. Exactly. You're too pretty. You're too sexual. You right. want too much. Like that yeah. puts you in a new category. And 
as I was thinking about this, the good girl concept, I think that's what, you know, society wants every girl to be. And that from a young age, this is taught to girls Mm -hmm. in so many little, little ways. Oh, yeah. And so when we talk about like having this fantasy, by the time you get to high school, we, many of us have been taught to really like put your needs aside Mm -hmm. and to only think about other people. Mm -hmm. And we can list like how many little ways. I mean, even like sitting in a classroom. Absolutely. You know, it's like you are disrupting the classroom. You need to be thinking about other people. Mm -hmm. Um, You see it so young with girls playing like house at recess and boys playing more action oriented things. Like Mm -hmm. it happens very early. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this good girl idea is like girls get to this point now where they've been suppressing their needs learning how to be a caregiver and a nurturer and learning how to follow the rules because this is what society wants us to do. And then we get to high school and you see these boys who are like the exact opposite of everything society is telling you to be. So true. And it's like, whoa, wait, like what's that? Right. That looks like freedom and like fun (laughs) and they're also hot like why wouldn't you want to go hang out with that right like why hasn't he been following the rules and is he getting away with that yeah is that life fun they should i try it they like express their need now we know we said they don't express themselves verbally yeah which is the other thing like girls are taught to be very verbal exactly whereas boys are not supported resolve conflict immediately yes yes always right yeah and boys are just like these boy, these bad boys, just like being themselves, just yeah. angry, right? So much anger, it, yeah, and like uh-huh. fighting and doing what they want. They want to skip school, they skip school. They want to mm-hmm. smoke, they smoke. Who cares if it's not healthy? Mm-hmm. You know, like they want to ride a motorcycle and it's dangerous. Well, yeah. they're not worried about fu- what it. You have like research on how many times adults tell young girls to be careful like say on a playground or anytime yeah after they get hurt parents are three times more likely to say to a girl be careful afterwards than they would to a boy boy. yeah so ultimately a girl's not gonna ride a motorcycle right because of that be careful their whole lives (laughs) yeah yeah so you look at the motorcycle and go that is not careful careful. Mm -mm. but the hot boy is riding it and maybe if i jump on i can experience some of these needs and desires I've been suppressing absolutely oh my gosh Jack so true yeah right kind of get it (laughs) right yeah and I think it's like it is there's that theme comes up so often in these teen teen dramas that these high school girls actually do try riskier behavior Mm. because of the bad boy yeah despite it not really being in their typical nature like Felicity broke into a pool with Ben (laughs) Um, that's not a huge offense, but like she was a rule follower. Yeah. She wouldn't have done that. You know, Angela, my so-called life goes to parties to be closer to Jordan, mm. even though she doesn't really want to be there. You can tell. Right. She's a little scary to make out with him. Yeah. yeah like Rory skipped school to yeah. go see Jess. Um, you know, like Brenda on 90210 yeah. lies to her parents a lot um, yeah. to be with Dylan. And so you see, yeah, it's like this opportunity for them to try risky behavior yeah even though it's unlike them. Yeah. And maybe it's because of what you said that like they've been so socialized to follow the rules that now is this opportunity. It's like, okay, I'm, I can see a little bit of independence. I can see a little bit of freedom and a different way of expressing myself. Yeah. I have to think that that, especially in that point in development, adolescence yeah that that, that's when you're like trying things and trying to figure out who you are Mm -hmm. and that's especially a hard time for adolescent girls yeah because you're they're like really opening to the world definitely like where do I fit in and being more aware of like the role of women in the world yeah so it's kind of overwhelming so yeah to see like how are boys living out their life Mm -hmm. how does this work Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. you can see the appeal totally or maybe being a little bit more intimidated like is it appealing and is it also a little bit scary exactly because I think like most of these girls feel a little intimidated by the bad boy at first and are nervous about you know coming out of their comfort zone but a lot of them look at 
this opportunity to be with the bad boy as, well, now I kind of have to engage in riskier behavior in order to be with him Mm, and to be on his level. So part of me is like, what are we saying to girls that like, you know, they shouldn't trust themselves and they should try like things that are out of their comfort zone, you know, that are. I'm so glad you said that. Don't go with their intuition. It's such a fine line between like trying things that push you to a new way of being that could be really positive or like, yeah, going to parties and going to the boiler room. And I I really wonder what else they would have had Rory do if Mm. Jess had stayed around longer. Yeah, I know. Don't you wonder? Well, I'm so glad you said trust because I think that's the other thing that is really socialized out of girls. It's like that disconnection from your body because if you're always paying attention to other people's needs for many girls there's that disconnection when you don't know what you need it kind of like cuts you off from your body and oftentimes your intuition oh hello I feel like so many adult women our age are still grappling absolutely like why do I feel so disconnected from my body oh because I've always been told that it was wrong you know or like not to trust myself absolutely yeah even adult women are still unraveling and so when they get into this position of a relationship with a boy who's especially different from themselves then I think what you were saying about intuition becomes even trickier Yeah, because maybe they are trying some things out, but if they're lacking that intuition and like sense of self, then that relationship can definitely derail them a little bit. They could almost like lose themselves more in that relationship. They can. Especially if they're hoping to like change the boy or you know make him something different oh for sure Jackie which is like placed on that's such a common movie and tv theme it's so common that Lorelai even says it to Rory when she's first dating Logan she's like do you really want to be in the business of changing people that's right it was a Logan with Logan Yeah. yeah because he said you know he only wanted something casual that's right Rory claimed that she wanted something casual and it was hard And she was still kind of on the side thinking, well, I might be able to change him. Yeah. And that is such a common theme with so many of these bad boy, good girl relationships. And like, I can be the one that inspires that. This is my my issue with The Summer I Turned Pretty. And if people haven't watched it and you don't know the end, then don't listen to this part. But Spoiler alert. um, Yeah, because... Bella Belly is mm-hmm. going between I know, this is like, really Ugh. bad I can barely say it <laughs> yeah Belly is going between Conrad and Jeremiah and one of the things that really bugged me is uh, Conrad and Jeremiah are brothers and okay. their mother is dying of cancer right. and at one point at the end she actually says to Belly you know can you like take care of Conrad and this is the one who, the bad boy because he's gonna need it she's got two sons she knows that both of them are in love with belly and she's asking for the 16 year old girl to take care of the older this older son who's in college and i i just thought i can't believe that we're still doing that in this day seriously and my daughter and i watching it together and i was just yelling (laughs) they do but of course he's like Lives, you know, lives elsewhere away. and right. he's not the best father. And Didn't Bella have a mother who was like best friends with yeah. this woman? Yes. See, that so really there are adults involved. Yeah. This teenage, they should not be expecting a teenager no. to take care of her like, son. Adults get involved and get the kid help when you know you're dying. For real. <laughs> Support him before you die. Right. Don't ask a 16 year old who doesn't have skills to do that. No. Thanks. Just because no. she's a girl. Check. Ugh. Jackie, that's brutal. I know. That's so brutal. I was just glad I was watching it with Julia so I could yell about it. But she <laughs> felt the same way. <laughs> totally. Totally. We were really mad. Totally. <laughs> and I think there's this sort of like, sometimes the good girl turns a blind eye a little bit to some of the bad boys' risky behavior in this hope that like, yeah, I think, you know, I know him better than you do Rory does this with Jess she does it with Logan so that's another thing Jackie like the rejecting a good boy Mm. in favor of the bad boy Mm -hmm. is 
Like everybody does it. Yeah. And so you have to have the good boy on the show really in order to reject him. Like even Julia from party of five does that. She's dating Justin. Oh yeah. And she kind of, yeah. I don't know. They ha- he like goes away for the summer or something. I think when she gets involved with Griffin. R- okay. But she has this good boy there. Yeah. Felicity has Noel. He's like Ugh. amazingly emotionally available and hot. Yeah. Loved him. <laughs> Loved him. Like what? He has very few, very few faults. Yeah. That's true. Even um, 90210, it ends up being like Kelly going between Dylan and Brandon. Yeah. She ends up with Brandon, though. Oh, but yeah. But there's still a ton of back and forth. Right. And I love Brandon. I always yeah. love the good boy. I love me, too. Except well, for Jordan Catalano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even on My So-Called Life, you could say that they were kind of contrasting Brian Krakow yeah. with Jordan Catalano, even yeah. though Angela in 100 years would never go for Brian. Right. Um, you have to wonder if it went beyond one season, yeah. if they would have eventually yeah. had something like between Angel and up. Brian Krakow. Well, and you know what? I think it is true that like the developmental maturity, you know, level of boys in high school can be so vastly different, especially if you're a sophomore boy compared to like a senior boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's a big difference. A huge gap. So it is a little bit challenging as a girl to want to be in a relationship with a a boy your own age when you're looking at those mature ones being like, oh, I want that. I want that maturity. You know, I'm going that way. Especially when you've been told for your whole life that you're you're more mature, mature, more mature than Mm, boys. Yep. Who are not held to a maturity standard. Right. I hear this all the time. Be mature, act mature. Well, boys are just less mature. Boys are just less mature. Yeah. Well, we expect girls to be more exactly. mature. We expect a, a hell of a lot more from them. Yes. Emotionally mm-hmm. following the rules, yep. lifting other people up yep. that we don't expect. It's the boys. Li- yeah. So there is like this. Yeah. Like y- there's this vision of like, okay, I could be over here with this good boy, yeah. but I'm going to go over here and yeah. do something. And somehow risky like instead. I think it's tied into um, sort of like women being expected to suffer a little bit and to work hard Ooh, yeah. because now you're in this relationship where you have to work so hard, like extra effort oh my God. because this guy can't communicate and he's difficult to be with versus the guy who's easy. That's what I was yelling about in the summer. I turned pretty like, right? no, no, no. This is so clear that long-term this Conrad would be a horrible relationship. And Jeremiah is like lovely and fun. And like, that's the one you want to go for. Why is this a question? Yeah. I'm not, can I just say like Colleen Hoover books too? Is Have you ever read those? No. I feel like that's a common theme. Is it? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to be in this really dysfunctional relationship. Yeah, so I can suffer. Yeah. We don't need to suffer more. We get, yeah. We menstruate like, <laughs> and have babies. <laughs> we We're good. <laughs> Check. We're good on that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that also kind of reminds me, like we were talking about how, these good girls are often pulled out of their comfort zone Mm. and some of like the, you know, not listening to their intuition and all that. There's so much uh, across all these teen dramas where there's this big dilemma about whether to have sex or not. Oh, okay. And we see that I'm not even going to list out every character because it happens with every single one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Should I do this with this boy? Mm. Yeah. hundred percent of them have it. And Rory, we saw a little bit of that. Yeah. She, she did. told Lorelai yeah, that she, she was did. thinking about it. Right. Really? Because he left. We didn't get to see that play out. Yeah. But they were getting very close. They were. And I think like probably they and would they managed, have. Right. They managed to delay it with Dean for so long and it was yeah. kind of believable. But I feel like if Jess had stuck around. Right. That would have happened. Yeah. She was older. And yeah. A little more experienced. A little more confident. But yeah. yeah. It just it becomes this huge plot line. Which is often, you mm. know, if they go through with it, there's inevitably a pregnancy scare. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think it was like, it was almost obligatory on networks yeah, right? in the 90s to be like, if we're going to show sex, yeah. we need to show that there's consequences right. too. We're being responsible kids. about this. Yeah. So <laughs> we're showing like why it can be so bad. We sound like the the Mattel executives in the Barbie movie <laughs> right now. We're like... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wearing our pink ties. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. So like, I mean, the biggest question, Jack, I kept thinking about in preparing for this episode was like, why do we want the good girls to go after the bad boy so much? And are we Mm. romanticizing the worst version of masculinity out there? I was just going to say that. It's almost like the worst version of masculinity and femininity. It's mm. like both. Because you we talked right. about the good girl and the bad boy. And it's like the old stereotypes of how each gender should be. But the bad boy is sort of like when it derails a little bit. But I would almost say yeah. the good girl is kind of a derailed female as well. It's like yeah. too much, you know, of both sides, mm-hmm. polar mm-hmm. opposite ends. Mm-hmm. And so it is kind of like playing those out to see like what happens when those come to crashing together yeah. Yeah. with like your hormones kick in in high school. And then what happens when the two come together? And I think that's why we, we've realized now yeah that the way we were raising girls and boys was such like gendered masculine and feminine mm-hmm. traits yep and it, it, thinking that that's just how males and females were born versus right. realizing that we were <laughs> instilling that into them yes we through these shows too yeah. we can realize like yeah. this isn't a great outcome right ultimately and yeah. when if we're expecting people to come together in partnerships like this doesn't go that well right we need a new way <laughs> and it happens in the movies a ton too like clearly we're only talking about tv teen dramas yeah. here today but happens in the movies happens in books i mean think about the twilight series and like 50 shades of gray yeah yeah which were really yeah. popular in like the early yeah two, or like Somewhere. early to mid mm-hmm. aughts um that was like the same thing i know And it was, I think, yeah, there was this interest in seeing, oh, what happens when you bring together two personality types that are so different, like maybe, quote, not meant to be together. Yeah. Um, You know, like what happens when a a human starts (laughs) dating a vampire? I don't know if I can say anything bad about Twilight. I know. That's why I brought it up. (laughs) I was sitting here like, "Mm -hmm." you're a huge Twilight Mm -hmm. fan. But really, (laughs) yeah, she chose like the dangerous. Yeah life right she yeah. chose to not be safe yeah in order to be i mean they like with made the, both the guys of them, she loves. both the guys kind of unsafe yeah to a yeah, degree they were they were but yeah. yeah i think bella should have pieced out from the whole situation <laughs> i'm but not she i'm not over here like in anywhere. team anyone <laughs> bella just like go get a job or go to college or something forget this this vampire and this werewolf get out of there go out on a boat i don't know <laughs> I mean, it's funny, though, because I think back to being a freshman and a sophomore in high school. Yeah. I can't lie. I was attracted to some of the bad boys. Yeah. Like at that point. And the funny thing is, when I was in high school, we called them the druggies. Yeah. And let me be clear. They weren't. I don't think they were doing like hard drugs. No. These were like the guys who would. Yeah. Maybe like skip out on school a little bit mm. and you'd see them smoking in the parking lot. Okay. Yeah. And you assume that like maybe they're, you know, smoking pot. Yeah. Out in the woods or whatever. Right. Okay. And like some of them were really cute and kind yeah. of appealing, but I also knew, I think deep down as this dorky, like, you know, a plus student yeah. freshman, it was just not realistic. Right. And I probably would have felt like Angela and been a little scared. <laughs> yeah. Had it become real. Yeah. You know? I f- yeah. I feel like there were definitely guys that were like, oh, they're almost like two. Yeah. Two, two. Exactly. Like, I'm just going to. Yeah. They're like on a different level. Yeah. Like, I definitely needed them to have a little bit more of like a cute factor if I would cons- actually like yes. consider it. There exactly. was like the guys you we would like just admire. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And the ones that you actually like, but maybe like something could happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they had to have like a cute right. factor. Otherwise I was right. like, no, it was too scary. <laughs> I feel like I should go on record by saying <laughs> nothing ever materialized with me and a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, same. Same. It's just, and so, I mean, I feel like this brings it full circle a little, Jack, because like I think the writers are writing all of this not for the sort of like popular girls Mm. who like, you know, Blair Waldorf and like those (laughs) kind of people and even like, you know, Donna and Kelly on 902 and Yeah. 
Um, but they're writing it assuming that all of us watching were sort of these average yeah. girls in high school and we want to live vicariously totally. through storylines. I mean, right? Totally, yeah. They're not they weren't thinking as deeply as we are about it right now. <laughs> they weren't realizing all they're of like, their just in- fun. internal bias right? that they wrote with. <laughs> are, we, gender are we presenting a problematic version of masculinity yeah. yes. as desirable? Yes. Wait, you mean the writer's room didn't have those conversations? I know, right? They were like, this is just what's done. This is what girls want to see. That's our target audience. I would love to know, like, out of this discussion, <clears throat> DM us on Instagram. Tell us who your favorite um, teen couple was. Oh, like, yeah. Your favorite bad boy, good girl combo. Yeah, that'd be fun. Who's your favorite? Oh, I'd like, love to Did hear you that. watch all these shows? Are they still hanging around your head? Do you do rewatches? <laughs> I, I need to know. Let's get Tatsy. <laughs> All right, Jack. I feel like I've been talking a lot. Tell okay. me how did Gilmore show up in your life? Okay. Let's see. So we were playing this pop culture trivia game recently, and there was a question named Donald Duck's three nephews. Oh. Y'all might be able. So right yeah. away I was like, Dewey, Huey, and Louie. Yeah. And my husband goes, Represented by the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. And I, we had like just watched that Luke episode. Yes. So it was very funny where yes. Luke is trying to get divorced from, from Nicole, Nicole and that lawyer is harassing him. Like, tell me who tell your me lawyer I'm- is. Dewey, Cheatham, Cheatham and Howe. And, Howe. and <laughs> Steve, my husband, just like um, threw that right out there. I, I mean, I know it. that's kind of like a joke anyway. but It is, but um, still, excellent reference. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, Nice. <laughs> I love that. How about you? Yeah. Okay. So mine is really weird. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have this thing lately that I've noticed when I am cooking or whatever, Mm -hmm. or just around the house and I drop stuff or have a little, you know, oops moment. I've been, (laughs) I've been making this noise like, like bleep bleep. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god that's funny i do something and like i that. think part of it is to avoid swearing in front of my child mm, yeah so but i don't know why i don't just say like darn or crab or something like that but I'm, it's kind of like bleep bloop and i feel like kirk <laughs> do you remember that we do that all the time yeah bleep bloop bloop every time N- it comes on now yeah. <laughs> Okay, if anyone is like, That's what are you talking favorites. about? This was when Kirk was me oh, I'm sorry, I can't the dogs. <laughs> And he lost one. And he was trying to find them by using random... Because he, didn't, random, know the dog's he name. didn't know the dog's name. So he's just like calling out random yeah, yeah like yeah. syllables, hoping it'll like come. So I feel like Kirk. I'm always like, bleep, blue. Bleep, blue. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, thanks for joining us this week. We would love it if you could join us over on Instagram. Tell us what you thought. We're at Gabbing Gilmore. That's two G's in the middle. And then be sure to hit the follow in the upper right hand corner of your app so that you never miss an episode. Gabbing Gilmore is produced with support from Studio 20 South. Cover art by MGI Studios. See you next time, townies. Copper boom!